My entitled racist boss harassed several of my Puerto Rican employees and broke several labor laws in the process. So after I found another job, I decided to get revenge and I ended up getting her deported as a result. Here's what happened. So I worked at a fairly well-known restaurant in a small northern New England city as an assistant manager. The owners were very successful restaurateurs with several successful non-chain establishments and spent maybe a day or two a month in our location. The rest of the time, there was a general manager in charge. We will call her Jane. That is not her real name. Jane was about as type A personality as they would come. She was a middle-aged woman, but beautiful and petite, and she always looked put together and primped. Jane had started with the owners a decade earlier in their first restaurant as a server and had worked her way up to general manager over the years. At first, I just thought she had extremely high standards, which I respected. I have high standards as well, and I take pride in my work. I had been impressed by how the kitchens were spotless, the staff was immaculate, and the food was always top quality. I had frequently been a customer and was thrilled that I got the job there. I had been in the business for a decade, and that restaurant was the place in our area, so I was excited. Unfortunately, I quickly learned why everyone is so shining and perfect. Jane was an absolute tyrant. She was the kind of boss who soured the mood of the entire staff like a storm cloud hovering over all of us that never went away. Nothing was ever good enough, and the standards changed from day to day. On a good day, she would shut herself up in the office and then leave early. Good days were very rare and could turn into bad days at the drop of a dime. On bad days, you couldn't be perfect enough and she would come up with new rules and regulations just to punish different people. If a host would call out sick, she would berate them on the phone and make them cry. If a cook made a mistake on a plate, she would humiliate them in front of the staff, accuse them of doing it on purpose, and then give us all the silent treatment for hours afterwards. If someone's cash out was off at the end of the night, even by a few cents, she would accuse them of theft and force them to cut down their hours. As a fellow manager, I was mostly spared her awful behavior, though I had to hear about her treatment from the other staff almost every day. All of this was just run-of-the-mill bad boss stuff until it came time for our yearly staff evaluation meetings. This is where Jeff enters the story. Jeff is not his real name. Now, Jeff was a hard-working dishwasher who had moved from our state from Puerto Rico a few years earlier and spoke English with some difficulty. Whenever I had to go over anything official with him, he would have a co-worker translate between us to be sure that we were both communicating clearly. Jane refused this courtesy to Jeff, and this made his evaluation pretty difficult. Jeff managed to communicate to us that due to the recent cuts in his hours, he would be forced to get a second job just to pay the bills. And something about this absolutely set Jane off. She told him that she would fire him if he ever dared to do that. I could see plainly on the intake paperwork in front of me that Jeff had been hired with the understanding that it would be a full-time position. So I pointed out just that. When I did that, Jane was furious, but agreed through gritted teeth that if Jeff agreed to not get a second job, she would bump his hours up to at least 35 hours a week. It was stated as clear as day, and I documented it in our daily manager logbook. Work went on as usual after that, and I didn't think much of this meeting again for a few months. Another time a while later, while filling out information for tax returns, Jane called me into the office. I could tell she had pulled the tiny room apart looking for something specifically. She said to me, all of the information about our Puerto Rican employees is gone. She told me with a mixture of panic and suspicion. I looked at the files in question and they all seemed to be in order. So I was confused and I told her I couldn't help. A few minutes later, I walked back into my office just to find her arguing with Lisa, which is one of our most talented chefs and a Puerto Rican native. 
month. Lisa is not her real name, but she spoke fluent English. Jane was essentially speaking to Lisa as if she was hard of hearing or as if she was mentally slow. She was saying to her, where is your green card? Lisa looked confused and asked her, what are you talking about? Jane then said something absolutely atrocious. She said, are you an illegal or something? Is that why one of you broke in here to hide the proof? Jane wasn't yelling, but her eyes were cold and flashing with rage. Lisa was starting to get angry now, and it suddenly clicked for me. So I interrupted. I said to her, Jane, you do realize that Puerto Rico is a United States territory, right? But Jane snapped back by saying, of course I know that. So I further explained, okay, so you know that Lisa has a social security number, like any other American native, right? Oh, right. Never mind, Lisa. You can go back to work. Jane did not apologize for accusing Lisa of theft. I was so done with this place after that. Jane did all kinds of little things like that, and she never apologized once. I had already gotten a job offer for a place closer to my house, and that was right when the final straw came along. I was the closing manager one day, and I got in just before the dinner rush to see Jeff storming out the back door. He didn't speak much English, but the curse words he was saying under his breath were quite clear. Jane had lied about raising his hours to 35 hours per week, so Jeff had gotten the second job he talked about. When Jane found out, she fired him, but not before saying something about how all you illegals are all the same. She was really fixated on these American citizens being illegal aliens for some reason. By this point, I absolutely hated this woman too. She once told me my clothing made me look poor in front of the whole staff. I was wearing what she made me wear. Meanwhile, she wore open-toed shoes behind the line, which is, by the way, against the health code. And once, her fake nail fell into the cold slaw, and she wouldn't let anyone toss it out after she retrieved it. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Since I knew I would be leaving soon anyways, I told Jeff that he should go after our boss for wrongfully terminating him. Since I had documented proof that he had been promised more hours and that Jane had broken the agreement, not Jeff. The last time I saw Jane was on my way out after Jeff's lawyers were giving a deposition about several labor laws that she had violated. At least one of those I knew about. And apparently there were many others that she had broken in front of other employees. She couldn't even look me in the eye. The best part? At my deposition, I learned that Jane was actually the one who was illegal in the country. Her green card had recently expired. She was Canadian. She ended up getting sent back to Canada as a result of this case, and no one has ever heard from her since. Jeff was granted six months of unemployment pay, plus the restaurant had to pay his legal fees. They closed that location not too long afterwards. And honestly, Jane has nobody else to blame except for herself. What a crazy story. I can't imagine having to put up with a boss like that on a daily basis. And this lady was straight up racist. Like completely and utterly racist. She was going after these Puerto Rican employees when in fact she was the one that was an illegal immigrant in this country. So good for you for speaking up and basically setting things in motion for her to get in trouble. She absolutely had it coming and honestly you can't treat people that way and expect to get away with it. If you like Am I the Jerk you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for refusing to go to my little sister's high school graduation. So I'm the oldest of three sisters. My middle sister has extreme disabilities that require pretty much all of my partner's attention as a kid. Time, money, and any extra resources were all given to my middle sister so that she could have doctors, tutors, a special school, you name it. From the age of five, I was pretty much left to raise myself. And when my youngest sister was born, I pretty much raised her too. I struggled a lot in high school, as I also have a mild version of my sister's disability, but it was ignored since hers was so much more severe. My parents did not help me at all. They ignored my concerns 
concerns about my grades, rejected my request for a tutor, did not seem to care at all that I was pretty much failing. I didn't even have time to study on my own, as much of my life at home revolved around taking care of my sisters. I managed to graduate and immediately took a retail job that I am still at today. My youngest sister graduates this weekend, and my parents have asked me to attend. The thought literally makes me want to throw up. By the time my youngest sister hit high school, my middle sister no longer lived at home, and she was on state benefits. That meant my parents suddenly had all the time and money in the world, which they used to get my youngest sister in an amazing private high school. They gave her tons of support, and she is graduating with honors, and has an offer to attend an Ivy League college. It may be childish, but I do not feel like it is fair at all. I don't hold a grudge against my sister, and I have sent her a graduation card, but the thought of sitting through a whole ceremony and hearing my parents talk about all her accomplishments is too much. They are extremely upset about the fact that I said I won't be going. I haven't talked to my sister yet, but I assume that she will also be very upset. What should I do? I personally don't think you're the jerk in this situation. You're out on your own, you live by yourself, and you know what? You got treated like garbage as a kid. Your parents forgot about you, and basically you had to raise yourself. That sounds really rough, and I'm honestly so sorry you had to deal with that. And it looks like your parents could only really take care of one child at a time. And that's not fair for you at all. Like, these feelings of resentment are completely understandable. And I don't blame you for choosing to stay away from this. My friend is upset because I didn't offer to lend him some money for a surgery that his dog needs. And now I feel like our friendship is in jeopardy. Here's what happened. So I met with some close friends over the weekend and one of my best friends mentioned to us that his dog needed hip surgery and he and his wife are postponing the procedure because it will be quite expensive and they're strapped for cash since their baby was born last year. Most of our friends offered to lend him the money, which he refused. I, however, said nothing. I've learned from my father that friends and money don't mix. I've seen him lose lifelong friends over loans that were never paid back. Today, my friend texted me saying how he thought it was weird that I didn't volunteer to lend him the money like everyone else because from our group, I'm probably the one with the best financial situation. I tried to explain my family history and reminded him he declined the other offers from our friends. He says he would also have declined my offer. It's just that my indifference made him feel he couldn't count on me. He also said that by comparing our situation to my father's, I'm implying I don't trust him and that I don't believe he would honor our hypothetical deal. I finally said it's not my responsibility to fix his financial situation. I'm feeling bad about how things have played out. I'm even considering offering him the money. I've talked to my girlfriend about it and she thinks that he's the one out of line for confronting me like that, especially for a loan he says he would never accept in the first place. Should I just leave it at that and wait for him to make the next move? Or should I still try to have a conversation with him? What should I do? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Your girlfriend's right. Your friend is absolutely out of line. He told everybody in his friend's group, oh man, my dog needs hip surgery. And it looks like he only did that for attention. Like he didn't accept any money from anybody, but he had the audacity to come to you and be like, wow, you didn't offer me money. What's wrong? And while I think your reasoning is absolutely appropriate as to why you wouldn't give him money at all, I do think it was a bad move to maybe tell that to him because then you gave him an excuse to be angry at you. I mean, he's basically baiting all of his friends to try and give him money just so he can have the opportunity to be like no I don't want it you don't have to do that this guy's seriously just looking for attention and that is really toxic if you ask me like if I was in the other guy's shoes I would never call out a friend for not offering me money to help there are so many ways that guy could figure this out but begging to your friends is honestly just so gross so I personally would not pay this guy any mind if he wants to act like a child and pretend like this is some deal breaker for your friendship then go ahead this guy's a moron and I personally would not be affected by this behavior My aunt's entitled son ruins a birthday by destroying the cake after demanding that he was hungry and he wanted it right now. Here's what happened. So this took place about two years ago at my grandma's house. My aunt's son by the name of Charlie was eight years old, meaning that he was old enough that he should have known what he did was wrong. Also, Charlie is not his real name. My aunt was also obviously old enough that she should have known how she behaved was wrong. But alas, I don't think she's capable of much self-reflection. It was around six o'clock in my grandma's birthday party. We had just eaten dinner, but dessert wasn't for another hour or so. Charlie has this thing about food and still does, in fact. He always claims to be hungry, but as soon as he has a plate of food, he's suspiciously not hungry anymore and refuses to eat. Then you'll find him chowing down on any cookie or cupcake he sees. Well, during dinner, he took a huge plate of food, but barely ate anything because he said that he wasn't hungry. Though once he scraped his plate into the trash and everyone else was done eating, he was hungry and wanted dessert. My aunt asked my grandma if we could have the birthday cake now. She was told no, we'd have dessert at the normal time, and Charlie was more than welcome to have some cookies that my aunt brought. Charlie didn't like that. He wanted chocolate cake, and my aunt wasn't happy about being told no. So she waited a few minutes, asked my grandma again, because Charlie is still hungry. Can't we just have the cake and ice cream early? My grandma actually snapped back at her, telling her that he wouldn't be hungry if he had eaten his dinner. My aunt should have stopped at that, but she argued that he wasn't hungry at the time. My other aunt then pointed out that there are leftovers, and Charlie could have that if he wanted something to eat. But that wasn't good enough. Ten minutes go by, and Charlie comes over, asking if it's time for cake yet. He wants dessert. My dad made a comment that it's not Charlie's cake, and Grandma can very well keep it all to herself if she wanted to, which Charlie did not take well to. But he went scampering back inside, and we figured he was going to the back room to play Mario or something like that, and we honestly thought nothing of 
of it. After a little bit, I go back in with my other aunt to help her out with something. And when we go into the kitchen, there Charlie is, holding a handful of cake in his bare hand with frosting all over his face. My other aunt starts yelling at him, which brought many other people inside. And what was my aunt's response when she saw what was happening? Oh, Charlie, you're such a stinker. You made a mess. And that sent my dad off, who blew up on her, saying that this is not a funny moment. My aunt just said, well, I told you Charlie was hungry. He really wanted cake. As if that justified what he just did. She even made a comment that we should have had someone watching the cake because Charlie is such a troublemaker. We should have expected that he would do that. My grandma sent Charlie to the spare bedroom, telling him he's to stay in there for the rest of the night, which upset my aunt because in her opinion, Charlie did nothing wrong. He's just a kid who really wanted cake. My other aunt and I went and bought a Walmart cake just to try and replace the one that Charlie ruined. My aunt kept complaining about grandma punishing Charlie, blaming his actions on her ex, as well as always saying that Charlie gets in trouble. And after having a slice of cake, she left her home with Charlie, canceling their plans to spend the night at my grandma's. Needless to say, for the rest of that year, none of us let Charlie be alone with any cake. And I think this was also the point that my other aunt stopped letting my aunt's behavior slide. This was the straw that broke the camel's back in regards to my aunt's behavior. Yeah, that sounds like not only bad parenting, but also a spoiled rotten kid. Also, why would the mom not reprimand the kid for literally ruining the birthday cake? Like seriously, that is not okay. It is incredibly inappropriate to allow that to happen and to basically push your parenting onto other people. No one should have had to watch your stupid brat and everyone should have been able to enjoy this party in some kind of way. So hopefully with the way they got reprimanded, this behavior doesn't repeat in the future because the mom and the kid in this situation are incredibly entitled. And if the aunt was just a better parent, all of this could literally have been avoided. I broke up with my manipulative ex-boyfriend and as a result, his crazy unhinged mother started messaging me all the time, saying horrible things about me and claiming that I would never be happy again without her precious son in my life. Here's what happened. So my ex and I broke up a little bit over a month ago. In the first couple of weeks, my friends were comforting me. For some background, he was manipulative and forced me to do things I didn't want to do, like sending photos and stuff like that, if you know what I mean. It took me over two months to finally break up with him. Like I said before, the first couple of weeks after the breakup, I was being comforted. Then, after that, his mom was just sending me these horrible messages and voicemails, and it was mild at first. I never answered their calls because I was afraid of his mother. Her son was one of those boys who always acted differently in front of certain people, and I was stupid enough not to see that this was a red flag. Anyways, his mother obviously thinks that he's an angel sent from heaven who can literally do no wrong. So when I told her about what he did to me, she lost her head. She started spam calling and spam texting me. Now, I was very afraid, so I decided to leave it for a bit and hope that things would die down. The next morning, I checked my phone and I had 100 plus text messages and 35 missed phone calls. I checked through the messages and they said stuff like, how dare you? My child is an angel. He would never do that to anyone. She was also cursing me out and all this other stuff, but the voicemails were even more vulgar, insinuating pretty awful things in these voice messages. One of the voicemails I will never forget. She said to me, you young lady are a very spoiled brat. You will never, and I mean never, have any man in your life ever again because of this. I hope that you end up lonely and miserable because that is all you ever will be. The message then ended with some rustling and muffled yelling before it beeped. But at that point, I was having a panic attack and I couldn't breathe. And that was a couple of days ago. Of course, he hasn't and won't tell his mother the truth just so he can try and keep this angelic image. But lately, he has been texting me and saying that I should drop off all of 
this stuff because his mother won't stop yelling at him to call me or text me. My friends tell me that I shouldn't because I'm not in the wrong, but I think I am. This is all so confusing and I seriously don't know what to do. Before we go any further, the original poster actually has some updates that they wanted to share in regards to what happened with this situation. Here's what they had to say. So this morning, I told my parents about what happened and I asked if they could give her a call and talk to her. They haven't told me anything yet because they are both at work, but I haven't gotten any messages or calls from my ex. Neither my parents or me want to get the police involved in case it goes too far and we might end up going to court. We don't have much money to spare for a lawyer, so we are trying to solve most things by ourselves. My dad is an ex-police officer, so he knows and understands how wrong all of this is. I am, however, grounded for a bit, seeing as I had a boyfriend and I didn't tell them. Now, fast forward and my ex's mother continues to talk to me through multiple numbers. She only texted and never called. The first time it happened, I blocked the number knowing that it was her. After a few more times of this happening, I had to give my phone to my dad whenever I went to school, just so he could deal with it. And when I got home, I would have it back, but then hand it over to him again when it was an unfamiliar number. Eventually, it stopped and there was nothing for a bit. One day, I got a text message and it was my ex. Basically, he said he was sorry for everything that he did and he would then leave me alone. He said that his mother will stop texting me and he understood how damaging it was to me. Although I haven't been getting any text messages from them, I often check my phone to make sure that the numbers I have saved are people that I'm close with and meet with often. It's right about now that I understand why my parents tried to stop us from dating and I can now see why taking your time with things is better than rushing it. If I am going to update this post, expect it to be in a few years time and hopefully I will be in a happy and healthy relationship and none of this ever has to repeat ever again. What an awful situation. Like seriously, first and foremost, you dodged a big one by breaking up with this guy. Like not only was he manipulative, but it makes you wonder, wow, where did he learn this from? And then his crazy mother gets involved and it's like, oh, there it is. That's where he got it. He got it from his crazy psychopath mother. Like I'm surprised personally that your parents didn't get the police involved because that lady was acting straight up crazy. There's literally no excuse to talk to anybody that way. She literally left over a hundred text messages and 35 missed calls. Like this lady was clearly busy and she sounds just unhinged. I almost feel bad for this person's ex. I mean, just think about what kind of living situation he has to go through. And you know what? Getting your parents involved was the perfect and the smart thing to do. It really was the most intelligent thing to do in this kind of situation. And honestly, it really needed to happen. So good for you for having parents who are super supportive, as well as a dad who knew exactly what to do. Because truly, no one deserves to ever be treated that way. And you have every right to your privacy, as well as having a peaceful life. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.